Hey everybody, it's your GM Griff here, and I'm joined by Mr. Steve Strapple. Hey folks! So, at the top of the episode, first we wanted to do a couple of shout-outs for some really cool stuff we've gotten in the past couple of weeks. So, Alex Giordano made some dope art of Eclipse and Lyra. You can check that out on our social media, Instagram, or in our Discord if you want to come hang out with us. He's also in there. Great dude to talk to. And we got an awesome new logo from our buddy Ryan Stone at Rustic Chrome. Uh, he's also in all those channels. And you can check out our new logo by, well, you're already checking it out because you're listening to this episode. But Steve, we have some other pretty fucking dope news, don't we? That is correct, Griffin. Um, the logo, the fan art, it's super badass, but I'm going to tell you guys what. I don't know if you guys have all listened to this past Monday's Zone of Truth, but if you didn't listen to it all the way through, you would have missed a pretty big announcement. Griffin and I, this May, in a just a few weeks, are going to PaizoCon 2019. The flight is booked. The hotel is booked. The, the tickets are bought. We need to buy beer when we get there, but we'll take care of that later. I've heard they have hams. I've heard they have hams out there. On tap nonetheless. So we're going to be out there, um, and we are also organizing a meetup. More details to come, but I think we're going to do a little collab action with our great friends at the podcast, Wheeler Woe. We're going to be trying to meet every single one of you guys at that meetup and at the con. Griffin and I have never been to PaizoCon before. Never, ever. So we're going to need some people to show us the ropes, and maybe um, we'll buy you a beer. Yeah, or you could just come up to our hotel room and get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're in the same building as the con, so. That's right. The, Should uh, be a little lit. The Hideous Laughter Podcast Hotel Party Meetup <laughs> is happening. You can count on it. You can also count on some pretty sick stickers and maybe some other swag. Ooh, how exciting. But you're going to have to hit us up on social media. Yeah, we got to know who's coming. Yeah, we got to know who you are, where you're going to meet us. Just DM us on Twitter. Hit us up on Discord, uh, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you can get in contact with a member of the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Let us know if you're going to be there. Let us know how to find you, and we'll hang out. If you call my personal cell phone, I'm going to be a little worried. I, I bet most of our fans already know your personal cell phone. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> so without further ado, folks, get ready for episode 38, Death Row Poet Society. like liquor and things that go boo then buckle up listener because this one's for you prepare yourself for the hideous laughter podcast hey everybody welcome back to the hideous laughter podcast episode 38 steve yeah, Griffin. What are you drinking, bud? Well, you know, I feel like I'm in a little bit of a self-imposed doghouse after that real nasty team slurp episode uh, last time. So this is a team no slurp episode, playing to both sides. But for a little everybody back home, I am drinking a hands. Oh, that's mm. real quiet. 
Yeah. I'll, a, I'll golf clap to that. That's a nice hands. Thank you. <laughs> Brooks, how about you? What are you drinking? This is a seventh son assistant manager. Assistant manager? Is there another beer that is the manager? Uh, not that I know of. Not that I know of. It's just a couple more percent. Um, you know, I have no idea if that is really. I mean, it's four and a half. No, American I mean, the manager is a couple more percent than the assistant manager. Oh, it can be if you make it. <laughs> I think he's joking with you. <laughs> I think he might be pulling your leg. <laughs> good one, Brooks. All right. <laughs> Speaking of good ones. Haley, what are you drinking? I'm drinking rum and Dr. Pepper. Rum and Dr. Pepper. Classic combo. Of course. You know, to be honest, I really kind of thought I set you up with the whole manager bit. Like, the real manager here, Haley. But Oh, yeah. You really... I thought I was going to transition on that one. uh, I really feel you. I felt like I paused enough, but maybe not. Like I keep telling you, you could only set me up for the dick jokes. That's the only time I pick it up. That's right, the only time I'll, I pick up what you're putting down is when you toss me a dick joke. I'll lay him on real thick. Then. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> Speaking of that's what she said, Emily, what are you drinking? Pineapple vodka and pineapple juice. That's a lot of pineapple. Delightful. <laughs> yes, it is. But it goes together because they're both pineapple. It just goes down so smooth. You're practically SpongeBob over there. Speaking of SpongeBob over here, I'm drinking a mint julep because that is what the patrons voted for, and I do declare it is quite the summertime beverage. It smells delicious. It is delicious. Oh yeah, it's great. Got a little, got a little bourbon, some larceny, got some mint simple syrup, and garnished with mint leaves. Pretty simple drink. For a simple guy. Hey, the, the patrons were treating you nice. They did treat me nice. I yeah. was expect. Well, I didn't have any liquid cocaine on my ballot. <laughs> <on my> <laughs> yeah. The perks of being the GM, I guess. Wow. I feel like we should almost watch some horse races or something. Yeah. It's about time mm-hmm. to get into that Kentucky Derby mode. But before we get to the action, I believe uh, three of you still need to roll off. That's to right. see who's drinking the yes. next patron beverage. Here we go. Oh, no. Eleven. Eight. Doesn't matter. I got a one. Oh! oh my God. Three weeks of ones. Three weeks of ones. Fantastic. So that's all hard liquor. I'm a little nervous. The gasoline queen is nervous. I, oh. I don't believe it. Looks like Brooks is driving home next week. <laughs> <laughs> so with that out of the way, you guys are in the jail area of the courthouse below the main floor. And one cell has an occupant, that occupant being the massive monster known as the Beast of Lepidstat. Now, you conversed with him briefly. You went down with Barrister Koppel. And upon the mentioning of the museum the beast began to kind of work himself up into kind of a frenzy and he's shaking at his manacles and you look at this chair and you're thinking oh it's creaking it's creaking a little too a little too hard I don't know if I don't know if this is going to be able to hold him 
We left on Eclipse mentioning that she wanted to calm him down and cock-blocking my finisher drinks. <laughs> I didn't understand that you that's literally what was just, happening. You literally just know. rammed your I shoulder into my throbbing finisher drinks, and you were like, nope. <laughs> I didn't know. Where's, where's Horace when you need him, right? Finish your drinks, please. Please let me finish. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> so, we enter back on the scene. Lyra would attempt to help Eclipse in calming the beast if she had said that out loud. So Lyra would actually start performing. She has a little lullaby to sing to the beast. So she starts singing, Hush, my friend, close your eyes and sleep, waltzing the waves and diving the deep. Won't you come away with me? we be sailing free. Make a perform check. Only an 11. Only an 11. You call yourself a bard. Uh. (laughs) Cold. (laughs) Maybe that's why. Cold's Uh. like the frigid deep. So here's the thing. Last last week, I was trying to use a skill because I mm, slightly misread it. Um. Well... I will say that with an 11, Lyra assists Eclipse. Yeah, she succeeds right. at granting a plus two. Yay. It's just that didn't calm the beast down in and of so itself. So I have hypnotism, which means I would spend a minute inducing a calming trance-like state, but I don't I, I don't know if I can, I guess, like, I, the action will be me calming him down and inducing a trance-like state. I don't know. There's not a physical, like, I roll to do that. It's I roll a diplomacy check afterwards. So you would get a plus two on that. Okay. So you're attempting to hypnotize this flesh-made man. Correct. And you do find him... He starts, he's like, I I didn't do it. I I didn't do it. I know, I I know. It's okay. I didn't... Do, do it. Sleepy. Sleep. Do, sleep. And sleep. he kind of stops shaking at, okay. his, at his binds. And he kind of sits there and he stares at you again with these like bright, almost neon green eyes. Okay. And you can see that although it looks like his body is kind of calming down. His mouth is still in this, like, snarl. Okay. Would you say he's at all willing to this? Or no? What do you mean? Like, was he willingly wanting to be, like, able to be calmed down? Or was it just, like, me and, uh, like, Emily or Lyra talking to him? I think... Like, was he willing? Do I have to make a will save? No. Okay. Well, I mean, he's stuck where he is. So that's why I'm kind of letting it happen. It's not like he can escape your gaze that easily. He's chained to a chair. He's kind of like bound almost upright. Okay. So then during this, once I have him more calm, I'm going to say, um, Mr. Beast, uh, I don't, I don't know your first name, which is rude. I'm sorry. 
But do you remember anything from the night? And if you don't, I just want you to close your eyes and think about it carefully. So you're asking him if he knows anything about... Like, remembers the person, basically. The night that he robbed the Museum of Antiquities, correct? Correct. Because he's been in... That happened a couple of days ago. Yeah. So, I mean, I would clarify if that was needed. I just... Okay. I'm just clarifying. Yep. Uh, Yeah, so he would say, I remember the Tipomere Swamp. I was there, and and then I was surrounded by by men. I didn't I didn't do it. I I didn't want nope. to hurt them. I know. I, didn't I know that. Want to hurt the the men? They. They tied. They tied me up. Why? Why do people hate me? Well, Mr. Beast, I'm pretty new here, so I'm not sure. Um, but if you could tell me what they look like, if you could describe them very clearly, or maybe a name, we could help you out. The men surrounding me were. Well, well, they, they've been visiting me here, the, the, the town, the, the guards, the, the guards, the, they, that's what I remember in, in the museum, surrounded by guards. I don't know how I got there. Okay, so... I'm, I'm going to talk to you a little bit of mechan- like mechanics, what I'm doing, mm-hmm. because I know he keeps saying, I don't know, but what I'm trying to get from him is something he doesn't know, because okay. what I'm doing is recall memory. So what that means is I would draw out forgotten memories are memories that are blocked currently. Mm-hmm. Um, so like he's in the calming trance, and so I know he's talking to me, but basically... I need to attempt a diplomacy check. And if I succeed that, he would get a, like, intelligence or knowledge check to help him recall this information with a plus four bonus. Okay. So it has to be information he was subject once knew or was exposed to. And we know he was because I saw him in my vision. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure, I like, you knew what I'm trying to get from him. It's yep. not just talk. Yep. I got you. Okay. So, do you want me to roll my diplomacy now? Yep. Okay. I remember you get a plus two. Yeah. Because of Lyra helping you calm him down. I need to know the subjects will save modifier, because this is going to be very close. Nine. Nine. This is modifier. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yep. Well, I... Uh, I'm willing to bet it's not close now. It is. It is not. I expected like a three or four. <laughs> All right. Well, the DC of the disciplinary check is 20 plus subjects will save modifier. So 29. <laughs> nope. Um, Sorry there. Yeah. And I only got a uh, 24. 
Plus eight diplomacy. I was hoping this would be useful. Bummer. So, all right. It would be useful on stuff that's not the Beast of Leopard stat. Yeah, how was I supposed to know that a, like, creature would have such a high will save? I don't know. You could make a knowledge local or a knowledge arcana check. All right. Well, whatever. <laughs> I'm not going to justify that with a real answer. Okay. <laughs> so you managed to calm the beast down. And through your conversation here, deduce that he remembers before the museum robbery and remembers being captured by the guards, but nothing in between. He seems calmer now if you want to talk with him further, ask him questions, or talk to Barrister Koppel, who is there, who might be able to explain a little bit about how the the trial is going to proceed and that kind of thing. Seeing him calm down, Lyra would stop singing and she would ask, does anyone ever visit you in the swamp? I don't have friends. I, I had a friend, but she died. If it's not too painful to talk about, What happened to her? Make a diplomacy check. Can I aid on that? Yes. All the aids. So that's a 19 total, including his aid. Okay. Her name was Elsa. She was my friend. Um... And he starts to, like, kind of cry softly. And it's really odd. It's like an odd form of weeping. It almost sounds like he's laughing. But you can see, like, his eyes scrunched up. If he could produce tears, he would he would cry. My friend, I'm sorry this pains you so much, but anything you could tell us to to help you out of your current situation, we just need to hear it. What, why do you live out in these swamps? And specifically, where in these swamps do you live? I... I'm not wanted. I have tried to live with people they hate me they chase me away no people in the swamp do they chase you away because of who you are and what you are or things you do I know what I look like I try to understand why people would be afraid of me. My friend, you have nothing to fear from us, but you are different than any other living being I have ever seen. If it's not too personal, may I ask how you came to be in existence? Are you... Are you 
naturally born or something else? Make a diplomacy check. All right, that's a 14 off the die that takes me to an 18. He goes quiet. Forgive me. He kind of looks down, though. You can make a sense motive. Sure. Oh, God, that's garbage. That's an eight. Hey, uh, if this doesn't work, can I read his skull? This sounds weird. This is another one of my psychic abilities. God. Okay. What's it? What's the <laughs> Read it because an eight sense motive did not work. I didn't think so. Uh, I can use my fingertips if I can, if I can get close enough. You can't. God damn it. Can I? Okay. You okay. can't interact with him at all. Okay. He's chained to a chair in the room. I gotta touch it. Away from arm's length on purpose. Hmm. I just have to touch his skull, and I can't get through the bars. I probably can't convince anyone to do that. Yeah, I mean, Barrister Koppel wouldn't have the authority to let you in there. You don't have, like, Mage Hand or something, do you? It does have to be my fingertips touching the skull. Gotcha. Yeah. Nothing like breaking the lock or, like, I guess dismantling the lock, disabling device. We can talk to I don't know if we Bearster and see if he'll let us in. I don't think he would let I mean, us. I doubt it, but tamper with it. And he also seemed pretty freaked out when we first. Yeah, he came is in. Clearly afraid of the beast. I don't think he would let us open the cell. Yeah, like I just said, he doesn't have the authority to open the cell. I think with enough guard, like if we, I don't know, make up something to where enough guards were in the same room, he might. I mean, he also told us not to come, like, sneaking down here. We didn't. Well, you didn't. We didn't. We didn't. But, but if you start, like, trying to disable a lot yeah. of stuff, yeah. you're yeah. probably going to go to jail. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So as that's exactly as... where we want to go, Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the other cells across the room. Son of a bitch. <laughs> After he kind of avoids Matumbe's question, would turn to Lyra. Lyra, did you introduce yourself to him? Maybe last episode? I don't think we ever said names, honestly. Ekmer definitely did. Yeah, Ekmer did. Okay. Yeah, we don't know his his name either. Yeah, that's true. So, Because that's what I was trying to say in mine. The beast would turn to Lyra. You have a pretty song. I I like I like music and I don't get to hear it do you want to hear one of mine I'm gonna put in my earplugs I actually have them (laughs) just as very sneaky can I do that sneakily I'm not kidding I don't want to hear it I'm sure it scares me that a high will save creature would want to sing a song. Lyra would feel a bit of a connection with this beast, so she'll say, Oh, thank you so much. That definitely was not my best work. I would love to hear one of your songs. Got that right. It's not <laughs> it's not so much a song as 
poetry, which kind of surprises you. Four gods wait on the windowsill, where once eight gods wage war and will. And if the gods themselves may die, what hope is there for you and I? That was beautiful. Thank you for sharing. And he would kind of laugh a little bit, delighted to get to share something with somebody. What, what does it mean? I don't really know what it would mean to you, but it makes me comfortable because I was not made by a god. And so he kind of indirectly is answering Matumbe's question. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, where did you hear from? And is there any other poems that you might want to hear that we could, you know, go, uh, like go to the library and find and, and then, uh, well, tell them to you. So, you know, you're a little more comfortable. I had a book of Talden poetry in the swamp. I, I, left it there but I remembered a lot of the songs and the poems and I thought if I knew poetry I maybe I could seem more like you Well, that's very nice of you. I, 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 I very much so appreciate it. And I thought your poem was very good. So I, I definitely think that you have, uh, I mean, if you keep working at it, and I think that we can, we can talk to the guards and have... Don't uh, bring the guards down here. They hurt me sometimes. Very well. I, as you wish. I, I definitely don't want that. But I think we, if, you know, we might be able to sneak the book in. Maybe you can see or read a couple of passages if that helps you. And he turns to Lyra. Would you read them to me sometime? Of course. If you can direct us to where the book is, I would be happy to pick it up and read you all of the poems. Outside a town called Hergstag, that's the last place I lived. If it might make you more comfortable, perhaps while you're waiting for Lyra to return and read you these poems, I could recite some passages from the Bourne's Land in a Spiral. <laughs> Does that apply to me? It applies to all of us. <laughs> Surprisingly, actually, 
pretty good <laughs> transition there. I'll take that as a no. <laughs> His silence at Matumbe once again. <laughs> but you but you may redeem that rain check at any time. Um and Barrister Coppel, I think at this time, would chime in and say that that that's all well well and good, but we we don't we don't have time to w- w- waste Re- reading reading books to to the beast. If, if you want to save him, poetry can be very soothing to the soul, to anyone with a soul. But I get your point. Lyra, he he will be put to death in three days. All right, maybe we should head back up to your office and discuss his case. That, that, that sounds appropriate. And if the rest of you have nothing else to ask the beast, you can head upstairs. Um... Mr. Mr. Beast, do you like uh, carnivals? I I've never been to one. Would you possibly like to see one? What is it? Well, it is a uh, traveling group of people that live to entertain and we met a few of them and they are wonderful people and with that I think that they could possibly cheer you up if you need if they're going to kill me I'd like that before I die Well, I think you have the completely wrong mindset here. We're gonna, we're gonna do everything we can to make sure that everything about your case is solved to the, well, solved, I guess. And if, I guess, just between you and all of us, I don't think... You're guilty. So, so I mean, I I know I can't share this beer with you right now, but I think in time we're gonna solve your case, get you off totally free. You need one of those magic extendo straws that you can extend <laughs> over to him. As long as this beer, as long as it twirls or it's a s- spiral. Yeah, yep. as long as it's a magic straw. <laughs> You can tell that the the beast has trouble moving his mouth. So you can't really tell from his mouth that he's smiling at you. But I think, you know when you can see somebody smiling from their eyes? You can tell that he's smiling at you. Well, that's very nice. I haven't had many friends before, but... You're nicer than than people usually are to me. Uh, thank you. Well, I think uh, 
I think everybody's past is behind them and that doesn't shouldn't necessarily uh, dictate well how people should judge them especially based on appearances you've won him over a little bit with some of the stuff that you guys did and you certainly calmed him down and you haven't reacted like negatively towards him which he's not used to so I think I think you know now and in the future he's gonna be relatively cooperative with whatever you might ask of him as you begin to gather evidence perfect yay speaking of gathering evidence I'm not sure if going a whole nother town away is going to be very smart to grab his like poet book we might be able to find another book of poetry at the university that is very similar to the one that he owned. My thoughts are that if that's the last place he can remember being aware of his facilities before uh, he um, bef- before he woke up in the museum, perhaps we could find some clues as to who was there, who did it, wh- why follow tracks back somewhere. Griffin, do... It, can we roll like some sort of knowledge geography or local to see how far away this place might be? Or we can maybe just ask Barrister. You can, yeah, or you can ask the Barrister. The Barrister, actually, before you guys get too far down this rabbit hole, has some information about like the sequence of events that are going to happen in this trial right. and yeah. where you might want to start. So okay. are we walking upstairs? Yeah. Then? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, I think you would. Oh, hey, guys. I've never seen an ugly crier before. But I think I think I've just saw one. <laughs> oh my! Igmar, that's not very nice. He's beautiful on the inside. How do you know? You don't know You're him. Beautiful. <laughs> you don't know him he, literally at all. He likes poetry, and he liked Lyra's horrible song. Oh yeah, so she likes him because horrible people never like poetry. Hey guys, I, I guess we found Lyra's type, <laughs> right, with you, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Stony face gives you the side eye. And then he kind of nods. <laughs> T- tall, gray, and ugly. Alright. So we go so upstairs. You head up back to Barrister Koppel's office. I n- no- noticed that he mentioned Elsa. Yeah. Do you know who she is? One of the the children he's he's tried tried with killing in Hergstag. Did they spend a lot of time together? He said they were friends. I haven't heard that before. Oh, I see. Well, I mean, he said he was friends. That it's really strange that he would kill her, even though they they were apparently friends in his mind. That 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 that's what I uh, f- found found odd as as well. It just doesn't add up. And at the. So we can get through this without me stuttering through the entire thing. 
I'm going to tell you, basically, Barrister Koppel would explain that the Beast trial is currently underway. They've presented preliminary evidence, and he doesn't really have any good evidence to prove the Beast's innocence. He's working as hard as he can, but he's only one guy, and I think he mentions to you that Yes, he has this stutter. He's not necessarily the best lawyer to present evidence at a case. So he would ask that, you know, as you guys are potentially finding evidence and and helping the case for the beast, that you would present evidence at court in his stead. And he will provide legal counsel to you. You know, you guys were diplomatic with a monster basically in his mind you're probably diplomatic people and people that would be able to handle like a crowd of people handle uh, explaining things to judges and that kind of thing and he feels like he's capable but a lot of times his message gets kind of misconstrued or lost because he especially when he's nervous stutters a lot yeah and Ikmer would agree to definitely all of the presenting evidence and allowing Mr. Koppel to, I guess, aid in that. He would tell you that although the beast is known to have committed many crimes, there are three specific events that have all happened within the past year on top of the museum break-in, which he was caught in the act of, that he is being tried for. Is this in, like, of mice and men situation? What do you mean? The little girl that is his friend? Maybe you should go there and investigate. I'm not going to tell you he, like, strangled Just a little girl tell us death. if it's of mice or men or Tell not. me the answer to the adventure <laughs> path, please. Sorry, <laughs> but it feels very of mice and men. <laughs> So there are three main things that the beast is being tried for. The first of these happened a year ago. He's charged with murdering 10 citizens in the village of Morast. Seven months ago, he's charged with the slaying of six children in the farming community of Hergstag, including Elsa. Four months ago, he is charged with an arson attack at the sanctuary on Carb Isle. This resulted in the death of Dr. Brada and his patients and the presumed death of Dr. Salam. Is that a hospital or... It's like a, kind of like an insane asylum. Gotcha. Great, we need to go to another one of those. Yeah. So Barrister Koppel would explain that... that There are three days left in the Beast trial. Not including today. So tomorrow, the next day, and the day after. Tomorrow, evidence is being presented on Morast. The day after, evidence is being presented on Hergstag. And the day after that, evidence is being presented on Carb Isle. Then on the fourth day, the judges will come to a decision on the fate of the Beast. So let's go to Morast. 
How right. close are all these places? Like, could we go to Morass? So they are all environs of Lepidstat, none of which are more than eight miles out of the city limits. But you hear, and you have been hearing, the clock ticking in Barrister Koppel's office. And he emphasizes, we, d- we don't have m- much time. You m- might have to investigate after d- dark. We only have th- 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 three days. Right, so let's head, right? Like, let's go to morass. We've got the schedule. No time to waste. I, I definitely agree. And I definitely think that, uh, well, at least for me, sleeping i don't need it and as much as i want to help just let me know how and i will so morast is slightly to the north and to the east of lepidstat eight miles away why don't you guys make a knowledge geography or a knowledge local check i will if you have both you can make both or none no you can't make any if you have none. <laughs> All right, my, I'm rolling it both plus six as my bloody teeth die. will be local. Whoa, I'm paying for last episode, guys. Four and a two off the die. That's a ten highest. Ten highest and then an eight. I only got a three. All that you know about Morast is that it's kind of like an insular village by the swamps. But you don't really know much more. You could potentially, you know, on your way through town, try like a diplomacy check to gather some information on it. But to the extent of your knowledge, it's a town of swampers. Apparently, people died there a year ago. He said that we might have to do some investigating at night. What time of day is it right now? So you investigated, you spoke to Embrith. Yep. You investigated the museum, mm-hmm. then you went to the courthouse, and you spoke to both Barrister Koppel and the Beast, and then Barrister Koppel again. It is probably mid to late afternoon. Okay. At this point, because you've done so many things in different parts of town. Cool. Okay. Um, is there a place to rent horses? Or is that even a thing? You could certainly rent horses. I think, you know, they would they would rent them to you for, like, two silver each. Which would help you go faster. It is only eight miles, so... Yeah, horses are probably a good idea, because otherwise... It's likely going to take you, like, a couple hours to get there. And back. Ikmar has great endurance... Yeah, but you're just not as fast. <laughs> you're just not as swift. Very true. I definitely think that. And um, just for everyone's knowledge, Ikmer's name is not going to be on the actual rental because he's not 25. <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> I can so, put my name on this, but I'm driving. You have to. You have. You have. We have to double up. Well, can I at least choose the radio station? Jeez. All right, you can tell Lyra what to sing. <laughs> <laughs> so I imagine before you guys head off, you would tell Barrister Koppel that you're headed to Morass first. 
And he would just tell you that he interviewed some of the swampers there. Um, the main witness that will be a part of the trial tomorrow, his name is Lazni. And he's kind of like one of the village leaders. Um, so he might be a person of interest to talk to, to kick off your investigation. So you get on your horses, make your way to Morass. Now there is a kind of like a dirt road trail cutting through the swamp. It's relatively easy going, this eight miles. You make it to the village and you see Morass. It's, it's this, it's in the middle of the Diplomere Swamp. There's only like 20 or so buildings. There are like these waddle and daub hovels, uh, and they're on some stilts that are kind of supporting them above the swampy earth beneath. They're all like connected by boardwalks. What are you doing? I guess we should probably, this is like out of character. I'm just trying to talk to you guys. Uh, We should just go straight to like any old person and ask for this lozen lozen guy lozeny lozeny yeah yeah lozenge yes mr lozenge <laughs> ooh i heard it here first no <laughs> <laughs> well, i definitely agree um yeah. this is where is this where is uh or his journal or whatever is in the next one the next Herx, one. yeah yep okay his house do we know where that is? It's in the next, yeah. You would think it's probably where he left his book of poetry. Okay. He didn't exactly say that, so I was just making sure. I know, make an insight check. Oh, wait, that's 2E. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, I can guarantee you whatever I've got, I probably don't have it. Or whatever, <laughs> whatever role it is, I don't have it. <laughs> so you ask around for Lozny, the village elder. And you would be pointed in the right direction uh, to one of the kind of small hovels. And you would see this kind of like grizzled middle-aged man. He's got dirty gray hair. Uh, and you, I think you you look at him and his, his skin just looks like it's like the color of the mud around town. It's like this dark, like brownish gray. Um, and... You smell it when you get into the room. It's just this, like, weird, like, sweet but off-putting stench. And you see him, like, he's got something in his mouth. He's like... Got a mouthful of swamp weed. <laughs> swamp weed. Yeah, so he's high as a kite. Well, no. It's, <laughs> it's like, think, like, chewing tobacco. Yeah. Do we know if he is more uh, more for the defense or more for the prosecution? You don't. You need to talk to him. Okay. Hey, guys, just, just before we uh, quick talk to him, I hear I, I wouldn't mind, you know, playing up to whatever side he's on because... I, I think in these situations, we should appear on on their side, you know. You know, I, I can hear you. You're, you're in my house. He uh, might let his gun down easily then. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are talking like I'm not right here. 
Yes, we are here. What? You are correct. What are you We're far- on your side. What do you foreigners want? Yes, we are foreigners. We are on your side. I could. <laughs> I, I think we got off on the wrong foot. Clearly. My name is Lyra, and we are all here to investigate the beast's case. We want to get to the bottom of what happened here and what happened in the other towns. All right, well, you asking me what happened here with the beast? Yes, we would love to hear your side of the story. Well, well, over a year ago now, we in town noticed in the dead of night some of our own, and, and there aren't very many of us, started getting taken. And if at first it was people by themselves out after dark, but over time, beast got a little more bold. Started attacking people in their homes. Now, I hate the fact that such an abomination was attacking my people in my town. We don't even like people from Leopardstadt, let alone. Foreigners like yourselves messing with our business in town. So I rounded up what people we had left. We got our pitchforks, we got our torches, and we set out into the swamp, set a trap for them. Now we waited. We knew we came under the cover of darkness, but we waited, found him chased him off he ran into the swamp we hopped on our boats followed him out now I thought he was dead you see uh, you know what a blood came in his no what's a great big lizard mouth full of sharp teeth red scales it come up out of the water it, it bit right into his shoulder I, I saw it drag him down below, and I, I, I figured I figured he was dead. He's heading out to where we used to bury our dead, out in the boneyard. It's a little little boat ride away, but his blood, it tainted the water, it tainted the grounds. We stopped using it to bury, bury the dead. Haven't been out there. So that might be where, if and you're trying to, you know, dig into this situation, you might, you might go. Griffin, like out outside of this conversation, would our characters have? Because you said very specifically, he got bit on the shoulder, mm-hmm. and we know he's like an, an amalgamation of parts of stuff. Did he have like an old wound on his shoulder that we remember, or was it like? His, his his shoulder, like, clearly didn't match the rest of his body. Because you're not entirely sure what the beast is, Yeah, I will let you make a knowledge nature check. Sure. Well, that popped out of my dice tray. Um, but that's a 12 on the die. That brings me up to a 20. Lyra? Definitely doesn't beat a Lower 20. Lower than that? Yep. With a 20, you would have expected the beast to have a scar and a pretty gnarly one on his shoulder. 
and there was not a scar on the beast's shoulder. Okay. Now, you can certainly ask Lasney questions, you know. He claims to have seen the beast chase it away. Um, anything that you want to kind of clarify with him about the events, I think he's just giving you kind of the overview of, from his side of the story, what happened. Hey, Lasney, what did uh, the beast look like then? He was, well, we mostly saw him under cover of darkness, but tall, real tall, taller than than most men, and kind of had this pallid, gross-looking flesh when we saw him. I mean, mostly we saw him from behind when he was running away from us, but it weren't no man. We're no man running away from us. This must have been so terrifying for your town. I, I know a lot of people went missing, but did anyone survive the attack and see their attacker? Everyone the beast took, he killed. What race is Lasney? Lasney's human. Okay, so he does not have dark vision. Uh, actually, make a... Well, you don't have knowledge, nature. Make a intelligence check, Ikmer. I uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, true to uh, Ikmer, the uh, the great, a two. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, from what you can tell, he's a regular human dude. You would imagine that you know he wouldn't have dark vision as humans don't. Lyra would have a follow-up question to her first question. I, I'm i not trying to challenge your judgment, but if no one ever saw the, the beast take these people, how do you know it was the beast? We caught him mid-attack. Person was already dead, though. We laid in wait for him, but a little too swift for us. Got one of our own. My friend, was this attack on your people provoked in any way? Or maybe there was some motive for the beast's actions? Did he steal livestock, harm anybody besides the people he killed, take something of value to the town? Honestly, no. We hadn't seen him come around till maybe 16, 18 months ago wasn't regularly around here. I I've heard stories about the beast terrorizing the countryside for years and years, but it wasn't a nuisance to us until that time and then when he got attacked by that blood came in, I I assumed he was dead cuz he never showed his face around here again. Given that timeline, you you would have seen him on and off for for what? Four, four six months before the attack. Did he seem hostile? What was he doing around town? Only only ever seen at night by oh. people in town. He was seen coming up out of the swamp. You know, person get get grabbed, you'd hear the commotion, he'd be gone. Back into the swamp. Uh, mister, I want to ask you, have these... 
killings and disappearances have have they stopped since since the beast? Uh, well, since you drove him out, of course. Yep. No one's been hurt again. Things have gone relatively back to normal, although we can't use our regular boneyard to dispose of the recently dead. And we very much apologize uh, that he inconvenienced you in that way. Oh, yeah, you call uh, killing a bunch of my friends the inconvenience? <laughs> That's quite funny. Well, my, my condolences. That right? some I you foreigners say? You just, sorry, I inconvenienced you by killing your buddy? I think at this point, you guys need to make a diplomacy check. You guys can all aid, but it's one check. Well, we got to call on the heavies here. Lyra, say something pretty. Right, I'll help so, you. <laughs> I've been rolling really bad tonight, though. No worse than me. Okay. I'm telling you, roll the same die. All right, we, we all got to say something, though, if we're all going to be helping. Wyatt. No, Lyra fucked up, so it won't matter. No! Truly, my friend misspoke. Uh, all foreigners are, are, are nice. I got an 11 total. Well, you ate. It's a 12. 12 total. But so I ate. Yeah. Somehow. I ate as well, but... No, well, wait, it wasn't 11. I, I definitely did not mean to to say that the the killings were the inconvenience, but merely being able to use the boneyard again. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry for what he said, uh, but I got a 22 total, so I definitely ate it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> too bad he didn't make the main roll. Uh, so altogether, that's a 19, and Lyra is going to say, you have to excuse my friend here. He's a junior detective. You can see his badge, but he has a lot to learn. Uh, he's not well-spoken. Please, please forgive him. We're trying to make sure that this trial is fair and that all of the towns in the surrounding area are safe for a very long time. Before I give you the result of this, you do have Harrow cards. But I'm not going to tell you whether or not you succeeded. If you choose to use one, you may. We do have that plus five. I don't, I mean, like... What's the, I don't, I guess, I don't understand the consequences here at this point. With, without Gris, Griffin being ominous, I couldn't fathom a reason we would throw a hero card on this. Not he a seems single kind thought. of pissed, but who gives a shit? Well, exactly. if we want to go investigate the boneyard, we might need a boat. Otherwise, we'll get attacked potentially by one of those uh, the blood, blood caiman. Yeah. Um, why? Why would we even investigate the boneyard? I mean, it's our only he lead doesn't, here. It's the, our only it's, lead. Yes, but the the beast, we already know that the beast doesn't have a scar. He can't see, or like whoever this, or Lozny couldn't actually see the beast. He was only, he was in the dark the whole time. Everyone else was in the dark at the same time. I, I really think that if we leave right now to like, to better the investigation or like move the investigation forward, I'd say that's fine. From the way that everyone has been talking about the trial that hasn't been pushing us to investigate, I don't think getting him off on a technicality or like, oh, that's just circumstantial evidence. I don't think that's going to be enough. 
I, I agree. I think I think we need to go to the boneyard. I just I also don't see a huge risk if he, this dude's pissed at us. I guess that's my thing. Um, I agree with Haley. If we have to swim, I have touch of the sea. Just throwing it out there. Awesome. <laughs> Final answer. Okay. Uh, so we're not going to use the hero card. He slams his door in your face. Well, wow. that's, that's strange Terrible. because he said we were in his house. You were in his house. <laughs> so the door is slammed and you're on the outside. The only lead you have is the boneyard as to like the last whereabouts of the beast and maybe where the beast hung out around this town or around this little swampy village. Without the elder's blessing, it may be difficult to get a boat surrounded by water. Now, you could certainly go to the docks and attempt to diplomacy like one of the guys there. Let's do that. Yeah. We could steal it, too. Let's not. I don't think we should. I mean, if it comes to it. Yeah. I'm just, it's an option. Sure. Let's go. So, you head to the docks. There is two men kind of fishing off of the docks. Make a perception check. Hell yeah. 16. Natural one, so an eight. 17. Natural one, so a seven. Okay. <laughs> Neat. Igmar and Lyra see, as they kind of look past the fishermen and into the water, slight glints of red. It almost looks like, uh, is that a log? And then as soon as you look at it, it's like submerged. Okay. Uh, Igmar would run out to the end of the dock and say, oh, Just watch out, guys. I know that I saw something, something red flash through the water. I- Looked pretty big to me. Not sure if you guys were fishing for it. But <laughs> Boy, you you mean the blood caimans? <laughs> they, they ain't no harm to nobody. We we generally uh, toss them a little bit of our catch, and they're, uh, they're pretty full and happy. Oh, okay. So, Ikmer would uh, let his guard down a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't go swimming or anything, but uh, they're not going to snatch us up off the docks if that's what you're worried about. You know, to be honest, I was a little bit worried about that. And, you know, I I hope I didn't uh, startle you guys too much. You, you did a little bit. We're not used to foreigners, but but I, I do appreciate your concern. It seems genuine. That's that's merely what it was. I appreciate that. My name's Ikmer, by the way. <laughs> Ikmer, it's, gr- it's great to meet you. My name's uh, James. Well, uh, this, is, uh, this is Matumbe. Hello. Lyra. Hi. And Eclipse. Hello. Nice to meet y'all. Uh, this is Ricky. And Ricky's kind of quiet. He's the other fisherman. He, like, waves and turns back to his business. Nice to meet you both. Um, since it's not so good to swim, and as you can see, I'm not very big, so I probably won't go very far. Do you have a boat that we could maybe borrow for a little bit? We can pay you. Well, I'm not allowed to lend boats to, to foreigners unless uh, we get the village elder's blessing. Well, you wouldn't wouldn't let a poor girl swim, now, would you? Well, I wouldn't think anything's 
worth going out in the swamp for without a boat. Would you maybe be our guides and take us up the river? I mean, a strong man like you? Make a diplomacy check. I, w- I would like to help, I guess. Am I rolling again? Oh, I, do you want me yes, to roll? You. I rolled right? well on that one perception. You wouldn't be lending anything if you just showed us around. I got a 25. I ate it. 18. Good God. Emily, you're kidding not me, speaking. Emily. Emily. Seriously. So that's a 17 with all of the additions because I rolled a 2. Oh my God. I could. I still love you, Emily, but Jesus Christ. Listen, I I don't want you going going out swimming in this water, but I'm gonna get in a hell of a lot of trouble if I lend these boats to you, especially without the elders' blessing. So I'll cut you a deal. We have to go with you. Stipulation number one. On top of that, it's gonna be fifty gold per boat. Now. Normally, you know, we we do this, we'd make this a better deal, but under the circumstances, I can't, I can't risk getting found out. Um, oh, okay. How many boats do we need then? Well, with two guides, we can fit two people per boat. So, it's going to be three boats, 150 gold. I have zero. No, we all just got a thousand. Literally, oh. we all just got a thousand. Cool. I did not add that. <laughs> yeah. Now I will. Awesome. Yeah. So we can just split that between us. Ikmer is very happy to spend money in order to free a who he thinks a free man. Okay. So he wouldn't mind. Uh, so who's on the boat by themselves, right? There's one guide with two people. So there's one person. On the boat by themselves? Like a guide by yeah. themselves. No, there's a guide with a person, a guide with a person. So it's Ricky and James, each at the front of a boat with one of you in the back per boat. And then two of you are in the third boat. Oh, okay, okay. okay. I see what you're saying now. Got it. Arrange yourselves as you see fit. You head into the swamp and you see... <laughs> Those horses in the swamp. You see horses everywhere. I'm putting on the swamp music. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, oh man, that sounds chunky. <laughs> it's a chunky swamp. You take off from the dock, and because you have a guide, they know the correct way to go to get to the boneyard. Up in the distance, you see a tiny, miserable island rising from the swamp. It looks like a tangle of trees, and hundreds of fetishes hang from these trees. They're pretty simple in design. They're roughly humanoid figures made of sticks and bound with twine. As you approach further, you do see larger fetishes planted on the ground in various parts of the island. Uh, but they kind of lean side to side in the soft mud. Um, make a perception check. 
19 here. 21. 24. 8. So, Matumbe and Eclipse see what looks like a bunch of sodden swamp wood up in a trio of trees on the northwest side of the island. You're maybe 200 feet from the island at this point in the boats. You hear... The flapping of large wings. And you look up and you see this creature, body of a lion, bat-like wings, and a scorpion tail. And before everybody rolls for initiative, I need you to finish your drinks because we'll see you next week. What the fuck? Oh my, I knew it.